God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I'm joined by Leonor Kravota. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. So we have uh, some really interesting things developing as we speak. One is uh, that we're going to have the big Russian hoax and some other data declassifying today. And uh, the truth is going to be coming out about Obamagate today. It's already been released. And so we're going to learn more about um, Stepan Halper and Christopher Steele and some of the things that they have to uh, they had to say that were being squashed and hidden by our fake news press, the fake news press that's actually now pivoting. And in Chicago and in New York, they're actually talking about reopening as quickly as possible, reopening uh, the schools, reopening restaurants, right? But. They're not going to do that until they're sure that Trump is out of D.C. and that Biden is somehow locked into the Oval Office. But that may not even happen because there are some other things that are happening as well. And so the fight's not over, folks, because there's another new report going around the world that's unbelievable. And you why is it unbelievable? It's unbelievable because all of these globalist leaders are actually uh, stepping down, res- resigning as a, as a result of endless corruption. You wonder if that kind of exodus isn't happening because of some things that are being declassified here in the States. So, for example, you know, Ang- it says here, this is The Economist, January 2nd edition. They wrote, as Angela Merkel steps down, German politics wobbles. A messy race to succeed the chancellor after the upcoming election this September. So the globalists went down there. And not only that, but she's been recently uh, out there poo-pooing, basically saying no 
to uh, Twitter censorship. Yeah, no, that one struck me as a little bit strange. I was, I was that she was saying that because she hasn't been that much of an ally of President Trump. Right, but in this this particular case, yeah, uh, you got to say, well, you know, there's uh, definitely an issue there because people and, are realizing they're coming for you. And then uh, Dutch. Now, this is a January. This is a Reuters report, January fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Dutch government weighs possible resignation. Even as it battles surging pandemic in Amsterdam, Dutch Prime Minister Mark Roots cabinet is considering collectively resigning over a report that blamed the government for mismanagement of child care subsidies that drove thousands of families in financial ruin. All right. Then you got the Estonia uh, report printed again, January 14th. Okay, this is from New Europe. And basically it says Estonia's prime minister resigns over corruption probe on his party. Okay, and then you got Italy, Renzi. Renzi's the the person that was uh, allegedly involved with the uh, Dominion voting machines and the election rigging. Um, And then also they were definitely involved in the uh, spy ring leading up to Crossfire Hurricane and the uh, George Papadopoulos uh, hit job and the Maltese professor and uh, Mifsud and uh, that whole thing. We're going to also listen to a a clip from John Solomon on Lou Dobbs here in a minute that's going to address a lot of that. Um, But it says here, this is written January 13th, and it says, Italy government on verge of collapse as as Renzi party quits. Ex-premier says Conti not doing enough to fix country's issues. Resignation triggers crisis with no clear solution in sight. Italy's government, led by Prime Minister Giuseppe Conti, risks collapse in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic after a junior coalition partner pulled some files. And uh, basically it was a major corruption uh, that is unfolding in Italy. So across the world, they're having their big problems. Uh, as we're having our major problems here in our country. We're finding out more and more about the fix in the Capitol. And you wonder, and you have to ask the question, why in the world did Nancy Pelosi bypass due process? Well, we know because she's a liberal, right? She's a Democrat. She's a Gestapo. She's a Nazi. Law for thee, but not for me. You know, so they uh, didn't have any due process. If they did have due process, they'd find out that John uh, Sullivan, uh, this Black Lives Matter dude, um, basically uh, was behind a lot of the protests and that the protests were organized and that the protests were planned and and positioned before Trump ever gave his speech and that the violent characters that were involved were actually from the left. John Sullivan's a Black Lives Matter guy. And they're coming from the left wing. And so this was an infiltration uh, to blame Trump for something that the Democrats coordinate. And there's going to be phone records that are going to probably indicate coordination, just like there was coordination from uh, our government uh, with regard to election rigging. There was coordination with our government related to the uh, F- corrupt FBI covering up for Hillary. Uh, but there was coordination with this latest attack as well. And hopefully those records that they obtained out of the Capitol mm-hmm. building will actually uh, bear fruit. It says here on the Gateway Pundit, caught on video, Antifa protester John Sullivan brags 
about posing as Trump supporter, breaking window at U.S. Capitol building during riots. Footage obtained by the Gateway Pundit from militant Black Lives Matter and Antifa activist John Sullivan's Discord server shows the so-called civil rights activist reveling inside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th as he damaged federal property. Did you read some of what he said? It's all fake. I learned that SH already. I'm going to wear a Trump hat. I'm going to wear a Trump hat. I bought one today. I'm wearing a Trump hat in the at the effing last Trump at that Trump rally during the daytime because I was like, nah, ain't she happening, bro? Now, let's see. I'm hoping that I haven't tested this video yet, um, but we're hoping this won't have any um, curse words. Let's see. So that was a murder right there. Okay, so that's a guy wearing a suit, cufflinks, nice watch, wearing gloves, a mask. He was a black guy. The Civil Rights Division of the uh, Department of Justice is involved with that case. Um, that was the shooting right there. But this was uh, this was a highly coordinated uh, situation. And it goes further, and it says here. So they got this guy here. Let's see. Let's hear what they have to say with this reporting. Okay. And we're still waiting on. Here we go. And we're watching this video, but there's going to be some dialogue here in just a, just a moment. So he's wearing a, the, the same guy that they're yeah, basically yeah. Uh, showing. Yeah, I'm just anti-government he's, type shit. He, he's wearing a, a MAGA hat. And obviously, he's hates Trump with a passion. Jade, hold hold this. Let's fuck that shit up. If we don't get it, we gotta burn this shit down. Too many people. Let's go. This shit's ours. Fuck yeah. I can't believe this is reality. We accomplished this shit. We did this shit together. Fuck yeah. Season. Uh, well, huh. yeah, you didn't uh, yeah, yeah. air it first for curse words. No, I, I, and I didn't hear that one first, but I'm not going to play that. But um, here's the thing: it goes on from from there, and there's um, a lot of a lot of ruckus and screaming. But I have a better video. Now, this one I did listen to, and I know that it doesn't have bad language. Um, but this one, this is where they're breaking the window. And listen to what this woman wearing a pink hat has to say. Drop down into a room underneath it. There's also 
stuff yeah right so this is a woman that is highly coordinated she obviously knows what women windows to break what floor to go on she knows the blueprint yeah they have a floor plan they know yeah. where they're going so that doesn't sound like a protester to me right yeah. i mean you were in dc that day and you were talking to some people at the dunkin donuts and no the people that things. i saw in my immediate vicinity were you know, very peaceful and happy. Do they happy. have blueprints and floor plans? No, and, no, no. They and just guns and no, pipes, bombs. No, no. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so, I mean, obviously, that takes a, a longer time to put together, right? So that that would take a longer time for you to put that together, longer than say Trump's speech. You know, days and weeks in advance planning. And who financed this? Well, there's another issue that's come up. Yahoo News has reported about this cryptocurrency uh, infiltration. Uh, money and uh, so there's a big deal going on there okay so it turns out that this thing uh, a lot of this was financed through cryptocurrency mm-hmm. now Yahoo News was written by a liberal reporter and they were talking about in, um, uh, a right wing movement that was financed by cryptocurrency and it's interesting but you know um, there's there's a they're, they can track that cryptocurrency and track it back. And it turns out that some people that you may have been hearing as patriots fighting for Trump may have been behind an exploitation of fundraising on the Georgia uh, stage uh, for Trump or the Jericho March stage where people that were standing up there Maybe an Ali Alexander or maybe uh, um, an Ed Martin or maybe uh, uh, even a a Lynn Wood or a Patrick Byrne. uh, The get up there on stage could have been part of a ruse, could have been part of a ruse to keep the ball rolling, to keep the, the ball inflated, to keep it rolling and to keep the momentum going. Now, that's not uh, a bad thing, and sometimes disinformation is used, but at some point, uh, there are a lot of problems with factions of the conservative movement that have gotten themselves involved for one reason or another, whether it's to fundraise and profit or to be relevant and 
have an interesting um, life. You remember um, Chuck Barris, for example, from, from the, the Gong, Gong show? show? Yes, he had his pension to uh, be a, uh, a a spy. He wanted to be a spy so bad. He didn't need to be. He was making lots of money off the show, but he wanted to be a spy. And sometimes, you know, people that are, you know, retire and they're millionaires want to want to be relevant in the spy world because they read one too many Tom Clancy novels. It could be that. It could be a lot of things. But the fact that remains that the financing of those events were financed by cryptocurrency and one of the geniuses of cryptocurrency that has $500,000 mm-hmm. to pass around is a guy like Patrick Byrne. I'm not saying it is Patrick Byrne. I don't know if it is Patrick mm-hmm. Byrne. But what I'm saying is there are lots of things going on here that we can't even really talk about. And we've known for weeks some things. And we we are really, uh, it's a tough subject to talk about because, you know, it ends up upsetting a lot of our listeners. And But yet, you know, here we are trying to find the truth. And we're not saying we are the answer. We know everything about what's going on. But yeah. we do know these things are coming. And you ought to be aware of them. Because Yahoo News, liberal reporter, got the facts wrong, actually, with regard to how they went about uh, the motive and the end result. But the ingredients inside their research about the cryptocurrency payments, like they're suggesting, uh, it, it could. well, no, they're not suggesting, but it would make sense when you look at all of the peel that onion that you got someone like an Alex Jones as a bag man paying off his little minions that take the money. But where did he get, where did Alex Jones get the money? From money men, through cryptocurrency. And who are the money men? The money men are people like Lynn Wood and Patrick Byrne. Lynn, Lynn Wood made a lot of money off of, uh, off of uh, Sandman, right? In that lawsuit. Yeah. So I don't know, folks. You know, it's a mess. And uh, I, I know this. I know Trump didn't have anything to do with that wing and he even wrote a letter saying they're not connected with our our legal team he wrote that and he did it for a reason he wanted to distance himself from it but on the same token uh he also uh you know was understanding the fact that these people were supporting him and these people were keeping the ball inflated and there was there may not have been anything related to the Kraken because the source of the Kraken was, you know, a corrupt grifter. But the other aspects of it, there's no doubt in my mind that Dominion is fraudulent, that there's no chain of custody, that you could rig the system, you can fix everything. You can really fix it and, and rig it through adjudication and some other things. And there's no doubt in my mind that fraud happened. And so for that, you know, I think that in some way there was a benefit, cost-benefit analysis. There was a benefit to this whole thing. And so we're going to go ahead and take a caller really quick. Reba. Okay, Reba, you're on the the Scott Adams Show. Hi, Scott. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. 
Um, I just wanted to let the audience know that there's going to be a lot of things revealed tonight on my show from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Reba Live, here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm having two special guests, and uh, we're going to be laying out the timeline of what's coming up. And our president will be coming home to Mar-a-Lago on the 20th this next week. So we have a lot of things happening. So what about the inauguration? Where, who's going to be there? Well, it depends on which inauguration you're speaking about. Joe Biden has been elected by the United States of America Incorporated, the corporate structure, and Donald J. Trump is the president of the people. And we, the people, are the ones in control. We are the ones that are in charge. That's according to the Constitution. So um, we're moving forward with our republic form of government. And the de facto corporate government that was set up in 1871 is dead. Mm, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> All right. Well, Reba, thank you so much for calling in today. We got a lot of things we're uh, going to be covering today, but we'll be sure to stay tuned to your show and your, your two lovely guests. Thank you for thank you for that. OK. All right. Bye. Take care. All right. Um, so, you know, uh, to that impact, you know, we, we have been robbed. We Do, have been is there robbed. any question we've been no, robbed? No, there isn't any question that we've I been robbed. I mean, Joe robbed. Biden is a complete Well, I mean, there, there, there is so much that is wrong with what is going on right now. I mean, I, I could sit here all day and enumerate it. We we were robbed. There There is proven allegations of fraud with the election. There is proof that um, Antifa and other um, groups infiltrated what was a peaceful protest of an, ele an election with a tremendous amount of irregularities. Yes, there were some people from that that may call themselves Trump supporters that are deranged that were in that group. Of course, there's always some, you know, confused people among every group. But the bottom line is the president never told people to protest. Well, I want to play this Lou Dobbs clip. Uh, it's about the Obamagate information that's going to be released today it's going to be big 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 information so let's take a listen to this uh here we go well all right well let's see breaking news now and just the news editor-in-chief john solomon reporting president trump has declassified major obamagate documents uh, the president's sweeping order includes everything from dossier author, former MI6 agent Christopher Steele, and debriefing reports from Stephen Hopper's role as FBI spy. The documents are expected to be released to the public as early as tomorrow or perhaps Monday. Joining us now is John Solomon, and he is also a great American and best-selling author. Good to have you with us, John. Good I want to turn you, to what we just reported here about... 10 yeah. minutes ago, and that is that there is evidence that a uh, left-wing activist was, in point of fact, uh, an agitator uh, in that, in that uh, mob that assailed the Capitol. I understand that you have reporting on this as well. Uh, tell us That's what right. you will, please. 
Yes, there is a new FBI affidavit filed in court today in which an FBI agent says John Sullivan of Utah, a, a liberal anarchist, liberal activist, uh, was participating in the rally. He has been out there saying, listen, I was filming it as a journalist. I was there inside the Capitol as a journalist. The FBI says that is not true. He was participating in the uh, acts, according to the FBI. He was encouraging people to light things on fire. He was encouraging people to take things. And the FBI recommends in their affidavit that he be charged with federal crimes. This is the first known person that the FBI has confirmed a liberal activist, not a Trump mm -hmm. activist, a liberal activist engaged in criminality inside the Capitol as part of last Wednesday's riots. Mm -hmm. Uh, a video of Sullivan uh, operating uh, and also uh, recapsulizing uh, uh, his role in some braggadocio about how effective he was as a provocateur. Uh, th that video, I know, is on a number of sites. Yours, it's on Gateway Pundit. I want to give them credit. It was the first that sure. I saw. Uh, this is, it is chilling to see what was going on. Uh, it is also very clear that we're going to have to wait some time before we uh, should be making a headlong rush into a conclusion about that mob because there are other videos out as well uh, that, uh, and you're reporting on this as well. I mean, we're watching Capitol Police open up stanchions and gates and fences that uh, permitted mobs into mobs. They, yeah. they were, at that point, uh, private citizens, it seemed, on their way to, uh, to look at the Capitol. Uh, that turned into an outright vicious riot. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's turn to the issue at hand, and that is uh, the most important uh, matter, I think, here tonight, and that is the president uh, declassifying these documents on Obamagate, the spying uh, conspiracy and plot and the, and the uh, actual uh, effort to overthrow this president uh, as a result. We now know that there are documents that exist that support the president, and and make liars out of so many who claimed that there was no spying, uh, there was no effort uh, to do exactly what they did. You are 100% right. I, I can confirm. We were talking last night. Will the president deliver on this? One of the last remaining promises he has delivered in a big way, more than a foot high stack of documents he has authorized, released by the FBI and the Justice Department. These are the things that the FBI has tried to keep from the public for four years. They have amazing big picture revelations. And let's start with, I think, the most important one. Christopher Steele, in his debriefings with the FBI, after he was fired for leaking, he told the FBI, the reason I leaked is because I needed to help Hillary Clinton cover up her email problem. So I leaked to turn the attention to Donald Trump. The Russia collusion narrative was invented to protect Hillary Clinton from ongoing revelations about her email scandal. It was a political dirty trick, and that was Christopher Steele's own words. People, t I would add also to take attention away from the Seth Rich murder. Yeah. And he left that out, but I would like to add that in. Tomorrow, I believe, we'll get to see his words. I've been reporting on this privately. I haven't seen the declassified documents yet. Yep. But um, I'm telling you that my reporting, I know that's in the document. Similarly, Stefan Halper, the other informant, remember he's the guy that recorded Papadopoulos and 
in Carter Page. Right. In, in his tasking orders, when the FBI is tasking him, my sources tell me from weeks and months of reporting on this, that he was told to spy on the Trump campaign. In fact, he was given a cover. Try to pretend you, you might want to get involved and get hired by the Trump campaign and then start talking to people and pump them from information in anyone's book. That is spying. Remember, James Comey said it wasn't spying. The Democrats called it. It wasn't spying. This document, mm -hmm. when it's released tomorrow or Monday, will blow out of the water any idea other than the FBI was spying on the Trump campaign. As early as August 16, mm -hmm. the word Trump campaign was all over the FBI documents. Uh, this is appalling. Uh, it, it's disgusting. Even as the Democrats have rushed into a, 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 another farce of a, an impeachment, uh, we're watching their first, which already has fallen apart. Uh, but now we know the criminal acts of a number of federal federal uh, officers, whether they're in the State Department, whether they're in the FBI, whether they were working with uh, the FBI. Uh, this is this is explosive stuff. Uh, yeah. And while they are attacking the president, once again, they will have to be defending their own wretched corruption. Do you agree? You're right, Lou. I agree. And I'll tell you something that is going to become clear in these documents. The continuity and the connectivity between the Russia collusion false story that was planted in America for three years and the subsequent impeachment of the president in the beginning of 2020, enormous connectivity. In Christopher Steele's debriefing, he acknowledges that he got his primary subsource, the main guy who gave him all the bogus information, who later disowns it. When they go to the subsource, he disowns what most of what's attributed to him in Steele's report. A star impeachment witness that the Democrats paraded around on camera was the person that connected Christopher Steele to that bogus witness or to that to that witness who gave bogus information. That is going to be uh, mm -hmm. to see the continuity that really Russia, then Ukraine, and then whatever else happened. It's all interconnected. It's the same players time and again. Mm -hmm. And when we were having the proceedings, we were kept in the dark. We didn't know that witness had this connection to Christopher Steele. Important information about to be made public thanks to the president and his declassification decision. Absolutely. And history, uh, as the radical Dems uh, wanted it to be written, uh, even by their fellow travelers, uh, it has just it has just exploded. Uh, it, the truth is about to be presented to the American people. And when it is, is true, uh, there will be quite a different view uh, of a number of uh, number of actors uh, who who worked against the interest of the nation and this president for over four years. John Solomon, we look forward uh, to seeing you again soon. All right, so that was interesting. And uh, I would say that there's more to that because the president's going to be unleashing more information about Ukraine. And I don't think there's a country in the world that, wants, uh, that, that, that uh, would have more motivation to taking down a Joe Biden than Ukraine because Joe Biden fleeced and his family mm -hmm. fleeced Ukraine. Yeah. And I just th have a feeling that they don't want to see a Biden presidency, nor, nor do we. And so when Trump declassifies and brings down a lot of information related to Ukraine, which he promised to do, in addition to the Obamagate, we know that the mainstream media is not going to cover it, but the walls are crumbling. Globalists are stepping it down and, res and resigning in shame around the world today and yesterday. 
And it's happening. This information that's coming out is having an impact. And hopefully, through a miracle, uh, we can have, and through the grace of God, we can have four more years of Donald Trump one way or the other. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and take a caller. Terry, I believe. Terry, you're on the air. Scott. Welcome well, to the Scott I'm going to lay you out a scenario how we're going to have four more years. Let's hear and it. And you can see it all laid out right in front of you. Let's hear it. What's going on in D.C.? There's 20,000 armed National Guard troops. They have, they have basically created a prison camp in D.C. You can't prosecute somebody before a crime, so the crime has to be committed. How do you prosecute a Supreme Court justice for treason? Tell me. He has to perform the act. And the final act of the play is swearing in Biden on the 20th next week. <laughs> oh, the Chief Justice then does the, that. Then, then, then the cap will, then the, then the cage will be snapped shut and FEMA through continuity of government will round all these people up and in the next couple, three months as things get lined out, though I said, can we get out of a martial law emergency, national emergency disorder? We will have President Trump for four more years. Well, your lips to God's ears, but you know, that's uh, that's interesting because the Chief Justice Roberts would be the one swearing in, right? Yes, sir. So, like, you know I'm saying? That's the final act of treason, certifying a fraudulent man and a fraudulent election. They've got everyone in Congress already that, that voted to certify the Electoral College on a corrupt election. They have all the paperwork tying them all to China, Ukraine, outside influences. That's outright treason. And, you know, I said, and we are watching everything come together. Who was it, the head of DHS? Uh, Wolf, and he stepped down. You know who stepped in as acting director? Who? If I remember right, I believe it's, I believe it's the FEMA director becomes the acting director. The acting director or head of DHS and the Times, you know, it's a secession order. And that gentleman is a retired Marine. He's a patriot. Right, so, right. Anyway, there's your, there's, there, there's your scenario on how we get four more years of President Trump. It's going to be lots of gnash, crying and gnashing of teeth. And I see, I see lots of riots and blue cities around the country, but, yeah. Don't I military will clean that up. And, us mm-hmm. and, and that's why President Trump come out yesterday with this statement and said, be peaceful, uh, mind the police. He just, they just want us to stay out of the way so they can mop things up. Great. All right. Well, let's hope mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Terry. Thank you so much for calling right, in today. Talk to you later. All right. Take care. <laughs> so he uh, Terry's from Arkansas. He's a truck driver. Um, really cool guy. I've actually had private calls with him. He's smart. He's yeah. he, he knows what he's talking about a lot of times. So exclusive from Gateway Pundit, President Trump's executive order from yesterday directly impacts the Biden's investment in China. 
So it says, President Trump's executive order yesterday was sent to Speaker Pelosi while she was busy impeaching the president again on false and shoddy charges. The EO appears direct. The executive order appears direct as at the Bidens and any Americans working with Chinese with the Chinese to enhance the Chinese military. The President Trump on Monday issued the executive order that prohibits U.S. securities investments that finance communist Chinese military companies. Then yesterday, the President sent an email directly to Speaker Pelosi regarding the same EO-13959. In his email, the President shared that EO includes the trade of public securities related to China, but also derivatives related to these securities. <clears throat> and so um, it's unclear why President sent the email directly to Speaker Pelosi. He sh- is she involved in investments with China? Oh, there's no doubt that she is. <laughs> what, this, uh, what does seem clear, though, is that Hunter Biden's security firm in China is likely affected by the law. Do you know that... Um, uh, the CFIUS court is what approves a lot of these foreign um, right. deals. And the CFIUS court judges are the cabinet members of the current administration. Correct. So when Hunter and, say, Christopher Hines would go to the CFIUS court to engage in dipl- business uh, with China or Ukraine, they would get approved by none other than Christopher Hines' stepdad, John Kerry. Right. And they would be in support of Hunter Biden because the vice president was, at the time, Joe Biden. And he had the strong arm tactics of, you know, basically extorting Ukraine to drop the prosecutor that was investigating his son. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just absolute corruption. And there's no country on earth that would like to take down Joe Biden before he ever, ever gets inaugurated. And that is Ukraine. And right now... President Trump has promised to unleash the information related to that, and and that is going to uh, potentially be a Hail Mary touchdown. It could very well be. So there are some things, you know, people have asked me, so what's left? What, what's left in the quiver? You know, what, what errors do you have left? Yeah. Right? And, and why did Trump do these executive orders? And and Trump has made a living out of um, negotiating uh, strong-arm tactics with his economic team. That's how we've avoided wars. He would bring in people like Peter Navarro to be tough on China, Lighthizer, uh, w- Wilbur Ross, and Steve Mnuchin. And these people were actually tougher on these adversaries of our country than our generals, uh, the Bilderberg generals like Mad Dog Mattis or even Milley. Uh, signed this document that he's not going to get involved. Like the judges that are not going to get involved. The top brass of the Pentagon isn't reliable. And so, you know, you could rely on these people from outside of Washington. Wilbur Ross, outside of Washington. You know, he might be a little bit swampy, but still, he is, you know, a businessman who's made a payroll. Steve Mnuchin, same thing. Peter Navarro, same thing. The people that President Trump has been able to depend on the most have been the people that have come in from outside of the Beltway and decided to wreak havoc on the deep state and kick some butt. And that's exactly what went down. Now, I want to play this other thing. Um, We're going to pivot a little bit, and we're going to go to Twitter. There's a Project Veritas video that came out that exposes uh, uh, Jack Dorsey 
And it says, Twitter Insider leaks video of Jack Dorsey outlining censorship agenda, beginning with President Trump. Now, you tell me. He was under sworn testimony saying he wasn't about to do the things he's about to that he said he was doing. So they promised that they were going to be good stewards uh, regarding censorship. Right. And they And lied. they weren't. And they lied. And so lying uh, before Congress, I don't know why that's not talked about every single day. They should be they, they should be arrested for lying to the public because if it wasn't for those lies, we really would have probably advanced the ball on Section 230. Uh, there are lawsuits with Parler against Google and some others, and they're citing um, some various things, but uh, state laws that protect them. Like there, there's a big state law in Idaho that they're, they're basically trying to say that you can't do what you're doing, but they're going to win on the federal level because the federal Section 230 trumps the state law. So the problem for everyone in our country that's being victimized by censorship is this Section 230 that no one wants to talk about on the left. But on the right, we want to actually remove and replace. Lindsey Graham said he's going to go all in, but we know he's lying because he always lies. That's what Lindsey Graham does. He, I don't think he has a, a truth bone in his body. And whatever he says he's going to do, he's not going to do. But he's going to say it so he can get paid not to do it. See, if I say um, we're really, really close to building the wall in 2007, 8, 9, and 10, and 11, then the drug cartels, lobbyists, are going to pay me to reverse my thought, mm -hmm. to reverse my agenda. And so why wouldn't I say it so that I can get paid to reverse it, knowing that reversing it was really where I was to begin with? Right. So it does, I'm getting paid for nothing. Basically, I'm pay, getting paid to do exactly what I was going to do all along. And that's how politics works in Washington. So you say you're going to do something. Someone pays you not to do it. And you're like, okay, I didn't want to do it anyway. But I got paid not to do it. How great is that? How great is it to be a congressman in Washington? So we're going to go ahead and take a listen to this uh, this expose. Let's you take a listen. Always feel free to express yourself in whatever. This is Jack Dorsey. Feels right. We do intend to do the full retro, as I said in my note. It is going to take some time. Um, and then the, the other thing, just to just to close out a little bit, we you know we we are focused on one account right now, but this is going to be much bigger than just one account. And it's going to go on for much longer than just this day, this week, in the next few weeks. It's going to go on beyond the inauguration. We have to expect that. We have to be ready for that. So when he says one account, you know he's talking about at real Donald no, Trump. Trump, exactly. Okay. So the focus is certainly on this account and um, how it ties to real-world violence. But also, we need to think much longer term around how these dynamics play out over time. Um, I don't believe this is going away anytime soon. And the moves that we're making today uh, around QAnon, uh, for instance, is one such example of a much broader approach um, that we should be looking at um, and, and going deeper on. So um, the team has a lot of work and a lot of focus on this particular issue. Um, we also need to give them the space and the support to focus on the, the much bigger picture um, because it is, it is not going away. Um, the U.S. is 
extremely divided. Um, our platform is uh, showing that uh, every single night, and our role is to protect the integrity of that conversation uh, and do what we can to make sure that no one is being harmed uh, based off that. And, and that is the focus, and um, that is the, the color we're going to provide. There you have it, Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, recorded by one of his own employees, an insider whistleblower at Twitter, recorded, saying this is going to be much bigger than just one account, revealing some censorship. You can see our motto at Veritas, our organization protected by an army of citizen patriots. We've had over a dozen people reach out to us this week with video, evidence inside Twitter. Stay tuned. They may be private companies, but they have more power than all three branches of government. Veritas Tips at ProtonMail.com. But that's a really valid point. People have been saying a lot about how these social media giants have gotten so big and that, you know, they've got so much of the government in their pocket that they are controlling everything. Yeah. I mean, they're really powerful. And, um, you know, the thing about Q, he says Q and on. It's Q and then there are nons, right? I mean, that's what it is. And, you know, I look at Q as a, a a wealth of research and a wealth of metadata. I think that sometimes what gives Q a bad name is you have a lot of people that really are, are lazy about their consumption of Q um, and that there's a uh, problem with misinterpreting what Q is disseminating. Um, but there's a lot of metadata. I can't tell you how many times... I've learned about key figures, uh, the names I would have never even known to search. Mm-hmm. Like I would have never known the name to even bother researching it. And so uh, through the, uh, the benefit of, of a Q community that actually does uh, this research, and you got hundreds of thousands of people around the world that are uh, contributing uh, and communicating with each other. It's an open discussion. Is everybody right? No. Probably it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 there's a lot of people that are wrong, but, you know, you got to basically vet, vet and, and uh, verify every single thing that comes your way. And, but you have to do that with anything. And in fact, I would actually make the argument that there's more accuracy in reporting among Q than there is among someone like Don Lamont or Fredo or Rachel Maddow, who are pretty much wrong all the time, lying to your face and gaslighting you. And so uh, it's just it's one of those things where, um, you know, when Don Lamont over the course of the last day or two, said that Trump supporters are are pretty much the same as Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's interesting, Don, because uh, the last I checked, the last time someone was lynched in America that I know about was Jesse Smollett, and he was a black homosexual that did it to himself, right? Which Don Lamont is a black homosexual, right? Right, so, yeah. And I again, mean, I mean, the whole Jesse Samellet thing, you know, in the middle of the night, in the freezing cold in Chicago. I mean, come on. No, but I mean, the guy's a Democrat, and he's lynching himself in the middle of the night in Chicago in the freezing cold. Um, and so that's the last lynching I've, I've known of in America. Um, other than that, we've had modern-day lynchings like 
Brent Kavanaugh uh, before the committee, Republican Supreme Court Justice nominee. Oh, and then the other one, which was Clarence Thomas, who is a, uh, basically said this is a modern day lynching. Yeah. Right. So we've had psychological lynchings. And, and yes. the Democrats were the founders of the Ku Klux Klan. And the last person that walked the halls of Congress that was a grand wizard in the KKK was Robert Byrd from West Virginia, a Democrat. And he was endorsed by Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. So I don't really even understand this thing. I mean, the, the Republican Party was started in 19, uh, 1854 or 1856. And it was started, but they lost to Buchanan. And then in 1860, their second candidate uh, was Abraham Lincoln. And the, it says on a placard in Philadelphia outside the Music Fun Hall on 8th and Locust, where the first convention of the Republican Party started, it said that the, re, the purpose of the, uh, starting the Republican Party was to abolish slavery. And then we had the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments that were all about abolishing slavery and allowing black people to vote and making sure that black people were uh, a whole person and not three-fifths of a person. Sort of like what the Dominion, the liberal Dominion machines were making Trump supporters three-fifths of a person by their algorithms. So the Democrats haven't really changed since their numb-nut days of the racist and slavery world, but they're the ones that are trying to commandeer the narrative uh, with reparations, race baiting, and racial and stoking the flames of racial division, when in fact there it's 2021. We need to you know wake up and smell the coffee. It's uh, absolutely um, disinformation. So when they talk about Q, uh, Q actually disseminates a lot better information than the mainstream media does. And the benefit of Q is it's worldwide. It's community oriented. And it's metadata driven and that all of the people that consume that are told that you ought to try to go and do your own research. Start digging anons, you know, and that's the way it should be. That's that's what should happen. So I don't know. I mean, you know, right there you got the the Twitter censorship. You got um, all of these things that are talking about, you know, this impeachment. Well, you got Kamala Harris uh, bail fund. What, uh, refusing to release the records of who donated to their fund. Yeah. Now, Joe Biden's team, Kamala, Kimmy, uh, Kamara, uh, Harris, um, I don't know, she's a <laughs> vice president candidate or something like that. Anyway, um, she, uh, she started a bail fund and she won't release the donors to the bail fund. Mm-hmm. Give me yeah. a break. And I've had a lot of concerns about her for many years. So for her to be the vice presidential candidate elect or whatever is not good for our country. Right. Absolutely. And then, you know, there are these reports going everywhere uh, talking about they're talking about um, they're talking about rolling out, you know, reopening as quickly as possible. We opened the show with that. But. The idea here is, too, that there's new information coming out that the media did had at their disposal, but now they're actually disseminating it. And it's what just happened like, in between? There was well, an election, like you kept saying, election infection. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's this, um, there's this really interesting um, 
interesting uh, report by Dr. Fauci that was just in 2005 was literally praising hydroxychloroquine. And I'm going to read this to you. It says here, um, this means, of course, that Dr. Fauci has known for 15 years that chloroquine and its even milder derivative hydroxychloroquine will not only treat a current case of coronavirus, but prevent future cases a prophylactic, not, not just treat the current virus, which is a therapeutic, but prevent future cases, which is a prophylactic. So HCQ functions as both a cure and a vaccine. In other words, Fauci says, it's a wonder drug for coronavirus. So why in the world was he saying what he was saying? He was saying masks don't work. Then he said everybody has to wear a mask. He was saying HCQ hasn't been properly tested. In 2005, he was talking about it as the yeah. the, the best drug on the planet. Right. And um, and again, it's all about his own pocketbook. It's all about selling out Americans. It's all about trying to hurt tr- the Trump economy and to demoralize the Trump voter because COVID had the biggest impact on the middle class, the biggest negative impact on the middle class. And that's exactly what you have to crush if you want to instill socialism. And then when the middle class rises up and marches on the mall in Washington, D.C., they infiltrate it. They break into the Capitol building, and like John Sullivan from Black Lives Matter did and got busted. And then they blame President Trump, and without even a day's work, they, without due process, they impeach our president for the second time, the second January in a row. January yeah. 2020, they impeached him. January 2021, they impeached him. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I thought they were. I thought they were impeaching him in, in January tw- in 2019. Maybe that was when it started. Uh, no, hmm. no, the, the, no. 2020 was the worst year. It was a year from hell. They, yeah, they uh, impeached him in 2020, and then shortly thereafter, after the Senate failed to. Uh, you know, follow through with the impeachment, uh, COVID happened in February yeah. of 2020. Yeah, that's how that went. So, you know, that's exactly what they're doing. And and so the Republicans, the 10 Republicans that actually voted, like Kinzinger and, uh, and Liz Cheney, these are people that are going to be on our short list of, of, of people that we need to go after. Uh, we need to go after them in a big way. Hey, if you want to listen to the podcasts for The Scott Adams Show, please visit scottadamshow.com and check out our podcasts. And uh, with that, my name's Scott Adams. My name is Leonora Cravota. And we'll, you're listening to The Scott Adams Show. Have a great day. All right, bye-bye to everybody. Bye-bye. Town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in DC, but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.